0: Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
1: Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today.
0: The Buffalo Bills will
2: actually try to play a football game this Sunday. The AFC South is on the line for the Tennessee Titans. And there's a scary side of the DeMar Hamlin story that not enough people are talking about. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today.
1: Searching all major sports. Found Let's start with the biggest story.
2: While the whole world is praying for DeMar Hamlin, there is football scheduled this week, and here's how the Buffalo Bills are attempting to play this
3: weekend. Well, football is at its best when we can respect opponents and appreciate the competition, but when it's used as something that can unify, and we've seen that in so many different instances throughout history, and um, this just happens to be the latest example, and I can't wait for DeMar to be able to receive all this love and be in a position mm. where it where he can feel this and um Absolutely. you know there's a lot of good that's coming out of this and obviously you know Damar still has a fight ahead of him but there's right. been some positive messaging which we're all happy to hear but the prayers continue and the thoughts and the best wishes so um as we talk about the the lead story in in a way i think we have um mm. there does Demar Hamlin and his health that's always the most important thing right now but as of the recording of this podcast, the Bills and Patriots are going to play a football game on Sunday afternoon. Now, the NFL hasn't dismissed that changing as of the recording of this podcast, but our expectation at this point is for the Bills and Patriots to play on Sunday. And I, I know you'll get into the Patriots side of things. There's a lot in the line, the, the win and in situation. They control their own destiny within uh, this playoff conversation. But from the Bills side of things, Mike, it, it does go back to DeMar Hamlin. And how the team is able to perform. And there's a side of me that can see this being a wonderful rallying opportunity for the team to you know, dedicate the season to the Hamlin, put their best foot forward and try to win a football game on the other side of the coin, which is completely acceptable is who knows, who knows how this team is playing, uh, is ready to play. Who knows what their mindset is. Can they do it? Can they go out and play professional football at its highest level? on Sunday, that, that remains to be seen. And if, and if they struggle to do that, it would be completely understanding. But Mike, I, I, I reflect on what's happened recently in Buffalo outside of just the football team. And, and a lot of, a lot of the region is, you know, a lot of it has to do with the football team, but there's been a lot, Mike, it's, uh, it's been nine months of a mass shooting right? Mm -hmm. There's been health concerns with the Bills owner, Kim Pagula, who's had some type of health emergency where we've had no updates and we're not sure what's going on. Dawson Knox had a brother unexpectedly pass away. We've seen other players leave the field in an ambulance this season. Dane Jackson on Monday Night Football. Micah Hyde had a neck injury. There was a seven-foot blizzard that happened that obviously forced the Uh, the team to have to go play a home game in Detroit and what it took to get the team to Detroit and get back from Detroit. And then the generational blizzard that took the lives of 40 people in Western New York just recently that Mm. kept families away from each other on Christmas. And now this, right. It's, it's a, it's a team with heavy hearts. It's a community with heavy hearts. And um, you hope, you hope that the football team is able to rally and, and use all of this for good but you just wonder how much is too much. And again, the, how they perform on Sunday is anyone's guess. And I don't think there's a wrong answer. You would understand any piece of it. But I think that's where I, I find some, some level of intrigue in, in, in just seeing how the team responds to this and understanding how difficult it will be for them to go out there and play a professional football game on Sunday afternoon.
2: Stay up to date all year on the Buffalo Bills by subscribing to Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Bills on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for making Locked On Sports Today your first listen. Coming up, the Tennessee Titans and Jacksonville Jaguars meet in a winner-take-all game this Saturday night. Before we get there, the Bengals' head coach Zach Taylor shed some light on the conversations had on the field Monday night after DeMar Hamlin was taken to the hospital.
1: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you got to try a built bar. We just got to get through the holidays, right? And then you're going to get to all of your healthy eating habits. Well, we're through the holidays. So are you eating in the way that you wanna be eating? I'm trying, and that means most days I'm reaching for Built Bar. That afternoon sugar craving or that pre-workout opportunity to fuel my body, all of that in a Built Bar that tastes incredible, 100% real chocolate, but isn't actually loaded with all kinds of sugar and chemicals to make me feel gross after I eat it. 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of sugar, but 17 grams of protein. It is wonderful. And now you can just go to the store and pick it up. You don't have to order online. You can get to Sam's Club or Walmart and grab a a bar whenever you want, whenever you want. You can get a 13-bar box with all of the hit flavors plus brownie batter and churro brownie batter. So good. Pick up a box and thank me later.
1: Now, here's what you need to be locked on today.
2: Cincinnati Bengals head coach Zach Taylor met with the media and talked about the events that followed DeMar Hamlin being taken to the hospital from Paycor Stadium on Monday night.
4: So I could just see the expressions on Jordan Poyer's face and Josh Allen's face and TB's face. And so you're processing just uh, um, you know how, how uh, awful the situation was. We separated his teams The officials again did a great job of coming over to me and saying, "Hey, um, you know, they're they're still trying to process this moment here, uh, Coach McDermott and their team." And so, um, instead of playing telephone on separate sidelines, the decision was made just to go over there and and make sure we're all, you know, talking together. And and I won't disclose um, any of the private conversations Sean and I had except for this. When I got over there, uh, the first thing he said was, "I need to be at the hospital tomorrow." and I shouldn't be coaching this game. And so that to me provides all the clarity because there, there was no uh, unprecedented is the word that gets thrown out a lot about this situation because that's what it is. Uh, but in that moment, he really uh, showed who he was, that that all his focus was just on DeMar and being there for him, being there for his family at the hospital. And, and at that point, um, I think everybody, everything trended in the, in the direction it needed to trend and the right decisions were made there.
2: Pro Bowl receiver Devontae Adams said Wednesday he wants to return to the Las Vegas Raiders next season, whether or not Derek Carr is the team's quarterback.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said, I I came here, you know, I wouldn't have been here or ended up here um, originally, probably, you know, if Derek wasn't here. But doesn't necessarily mean that I won't be here, you know, in, in the event that he's not here. Um, he's my, that's, that's my boy. Obviously, I got his back through anything. I think I've made that more than clear at this point, and, and I support him and support everything that he has, um, you know, moving forward as well. But, um, you know, my, my dream was to play for this team before he was a Raider, obviously. And at this point, I want to, you know, obviously try to make this thing work and, and, and continue on doing what I'm doing here and, um, you know, myself get better and obviously see the team grow and get better as well.
2: I believe Devontae, but I also believe he did not think when he asked to be traded to the Raiders that he'd be in this position now. One of the best offensive linemen to ever play the game, Joe Thomas. And Revis Island himself, Dural Revis, headline the list of finalists for the modern era Hall of Fame class in the NFL Dwight Freeney joins them as finalists in his first year of eligibility the Hall of Fame's board of selectors will meet in the coming weeks to choose a maximum of five modern era finalists for enshrinement after the three players already mentioned the finalists include the following defensive end Jared Allen tackle Willie Anderson cornerback Rondé Barber kick returner and wide receiver Devin Hester but let's be honest he was really more of a kick returner wide receiver Torrey Holt wide receiver Andre Johnson linebacker Zach Thomas Defensive end outside linebacker Demarcus Ware, wide receiver Reggie Wayne, linebacker Patrick Willis, and safety Darren Woodson. On the hardwood, the Toronto Raptors just played what some are calling the dumbest game of basketball ever (laughs) in a loss to the Milwaukee Bucks. You could live until the
5: sun eventually expands and envelops the earth and not see a dumber basketball game then that sean will hear from On raptors to break down the toronto raptors 104 101 overtime loss to the milwaukee bucks which was just truly bananas it cannot be encapsulated in 60 seconds this game featured a 13 to 12 score line after the first quarter of the game the raptors began this game shooting three of 35 from the field In the fourth quarter, they were down by 21 points with just over three minutes left to play. They scored 28 points in the final three minutes of the game. A Gary Trent Jr. three-pointer at the buzzer just about sends it to overtime, and the Raptors lose to a Grayson Allen three, followed by a Fred VanVleet miss at the end of overtime. I'm tired. I'm confused. This is a massive game for the Raptors. The Raptors are starting a homestand of six games that is more or less going to make or break their season to determine their trajectory towards the trade deadline. I don't know how you sort anything out from this game. It was wild. Sports are cool. Even though the Raptors lost, I had a good time. We'll break this all down on tomorrow's Lockdown Raptors, where hopefully my thoughts will be a little more in order. But man, oh man, please go and watch the full highlights of this game.
2: The Phoenix Suns held a scorching hot Cleveland Cavaliers team to just
0: 90 points on Wednesday night and still lost. Everything was going right for the Phoenix Suns until it wasn't. Brendan Klein here from Locked On Suns coming to you after a 90-88 to last-second loss by the Suns in Cleveland. A Donovan Mitchell three at the very end. A lot of inopportune misses mean that the Suns waste a 25 point performance from Chris Paul, a 15 and 18 game from Deandre Ayton, and a matchup in which they held Cleveland who had just had a 71 point scorer scored deep into the hundreds in their last game, held them to 90 points and yet still a loss. 4 straight for the Suns now and It's hard not to call this one one of the more disappointing games of this road trip, of this losing streak. You cannot waste a game when Chris Paul finally looks like himself again. You can't. For more on these Suns, listen to Locked on Suns wherever you get podcasts.
1: Here is another story you need to know.
0: It's not Sunday night football.
2: It's Saturday night football. As of right now, the only game that is going to decide a division title we still don't know exactly what's going to happen with the Bengals because Bengals Ravens theoretically could have done that we're still waiting on it so why wasn't Jaguars Titans on Sunday night we don't know it's on Saturday night now locked on Titans Tyler Rowland is here just so we can get someone fired up no Ty we uh we wanted to talk about this. I am the one <laughs> and I, well I always know that you're going to bring the heat so first of all is this something that the Titans can use a little bit as bulletin board material? The NFL doesn't care about us. They don't, they don't want us on their national platform, which by the way, they still will be because it's Saturday national TV, but right, you can say, look, we've been the disrespected team all year. Let us prove it.
6: Yeah. I, I think now I don't think that the players are going to sit around and like have this discussion about, you know, the NFL doesn't care about us to putting us on Saturday versus Sunday. and all, But all of us who understand how these, things work and care about how all these things work. It's obvious that the Titans and the Jags is, like you said, the only game right now that we know is going to decide a division title. And the fact that the NFL would rather roll the dice with a game that could mean, you know, essentially nothing. Like the Lions, if the Seahawks win, the Lions cannot get in. So the NFL would rather take put Aaron Rodgers and the Lions on Sunday night football, the, the prime marquee spot, knowing that it's potentially possible that that game is not that important and the Packers get in instead of having the Titans on. And I got to be honest with you, though, Pete, that's the right call. Because (laughs) even if if Jacksonville and Tennessee is like the most important game of the weekend— Who in their right mind wants to watch Josh Dobbs, a practice squad quarterback other than Tennessee Vols fans who have been telling me all week that Dobbs is better than Tannehill, Dobbs is better than Mariota ever was, Dobbs needs to be the starter next year, other than those crazy people. Who in their right mind would want to watch Josh Dobbs? They looked at that game against the Cowboys, and they said, we can't put this Titans team in our most precious television spot, the number one most watched television program every single year, every single week, Sunday night football, we simply can't do it. So I think that speaks volumes to how the NFL views the Titans. And I got to tell you, I don't think they're wrong.
2: Well, so let me let's segue then into the actual game part of this, because the Jaguars are playing as well as any team in the AFC. Like why, why aren't they the like legitimately the fourth best team? Like four weeks Mm -hmm. ago, we were going, well, someone's got to get in from the AFC South. And now it's like, no, I think the Jaguars are the fourth best team in the AFC. Mm-hmm. a tier below those other teams to be sure. Right. But so how, how do you see this game playing out? Is there a path for the Titans with um, Tennessee Vols legend, Josh Dobbs, put some respect on that man's name. Right. Um, how, 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 do, how does this play out here?
6: Well, one thing that I want to say is this would be a very good moment for not only Titans fans, but probably a lot of fans around the NFL who have average quarterback play. to Take notes. Who are the top three teams in the AFC? The Chiefs, the Bills, and the Bengals. Who are the top three yep. quarterbacks in the A? Oh, Joe Bur- Oh, oh, so really you need to find an elite quarterback or you're not going to have a chance in the AFC at minimum. Uh, I think in this game, though, I think... And the Trevor Lawrence four, by the way?
2: Shot. Trevor Lawrence might be four.
6: Well, with Lamar Jackson constantly hurt or sick, I, I think it's only fair if you say right now. Trevor Lawrence is probably number four. Him and Justin Herbert fighting for it. God, I hope we get to watch those two play each other in the first round of the playoffs. That would just be magical television. Uh, Either way, though, I think the Titans are going to keep this closer than the NFL wants. I think NFL executives are going to be chewing their fingernails. Please, Jaguars, (laughs) don't lose this. Please, Jaguars, don't lose this.
2: Stay up to date all year on the Tennessee Titans by subscribing to Locked on Sports today and Locked on Titans on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. Coming up, there's a side of the DeMar Hamlin story no one is talking about, the one we will get into next.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
2: Garrett Bush on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show has some poignant words for the league and the NFLPA in the wake of DeMar Hamlin's hospitalization.
7: I'm kind of hot right now, too. I'm kind of hot. Because we do this every freaking time something happened on this field. Everybody wanna pivot and act like they I didn't heard people talking about, oh you know, just uh, the mental health of the players and yeah, you could die. They don't even know they could die out here. We sit here and talk about this stuff every single time schedule remakes. How we going to make it up What the league feels about it? I, I don't give a damn what the league feels about it. Let's be keep it real. Why we don't talk about the stuff that matter this young man. You want to know you want to know how, how what does you need to know about him? He's 24 years old, right? He got a contract for $160,000, that's his bonus, and he earns $825,000 this year. You say, G. Bush, why are you talking about this man's money? Because guess what? He's been in the league two years. That means he's not vested. That means if he never plays another down in his life, he don't get another check for the NFL. Let's be clear about this. You got to play three to four years before you even sniff a pension. So all this heartwarming and prayers and condolences don't do nothing for that boy's mom that that got to go home, look at her son, and he might need extensive care for the rest of his life. And you know what the NFL will tell you? Well, you know, um, know, we'll we'll look out for the people like him. No, you won't. No, you won't. Let's talk about the disability policy for the NFL, right? They moved it from $22,000 a month. To four thousand in the last collective bargaining agreement. Did you know that DNFL has a private board that reviews all aspects with their doctors and with and with their neurologists and their specialists? They can deny benefits even if Social Security deems you to be permanently disabled. The league can come back and then say, you know, international national go- the government is a, you know, they're they're experts, but let's take it over so we don't pay anything out. Only 15% get approved by social security the league says that number should be lower get that 15 percent of the people who apply for disability in this country i know i was i was a disability expert it's very low i submitted over almost 250,000 applications in one year one time i know since the cte settlement only six and a half percent of the settlement has been paid according to the admins website i looked it up yesterday and 60% of the claims have a qualifying diagnosis but have not been paid. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. They're also moving a pension. And that pension, he got to make it to 55. He's 24. And they've moved that between 3,000. They moved it down to 3,000 when it was 5,600 a month. And the last stat that you should know about is the Bills owner, Terry Pagula, owns the Sabres as well as as uh, as well as the Buffalo Bills, and his net worth is $6.7 billion. My question to you is, NFL, when, are you, when, when do salaries become guaranteed? If you know these young men are going out there and they could die on that football field, I don't give a damn what your thoughts and prayers are. Do the right thing.
2: I am rarely at a loss for words, but not sure I can say it any better I have nothing. No notes. And finally, DeMar Hamlin is showing signs of improvement according to the Buffalo Bills on Wednesday. And something that continues to be encouraging is DeMar Hamlin's charity. Donations now top $7 million for a charity toy drive that he set out to raise $2,500 to help fund people continue to come together in the wake of this unprecedented event. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up tomorrow, who has the most to gain in Week 18 of the NFL season? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.